in a world where jobs are how most people make money. One man, one desire, one challenge dares to break the mold. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where we don't work for money. Money works for us. Coming soon. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network. I'm your host, Bill Manasero, and this is the show where 50 plusers and anyone else who wants to join us get solid, no sales pitch real estate investing advice to help generate real cash flow. This podcast airs twice weekly on Mondays and Fridays, and if you aren't already a subscriber, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, type in Old Dogs, spelled D A W G S find our podcast and subscribe. Well, I am really stoked about today's guest. Uh, this is going to be a blast. Um, uh, you know, we have talked with a gentleman named Michael McCallowitz on this show before, and um, he is the author of, uh, we actually talked about his book, Clockwork, but he is the author of Profit First, which we also touched on in the interview, uh, which I think is just a, an excellent, excellent book that every real estate investor should have because, um, well, well, you're going to find out why as we get into this. But let me tell you who I have here on the show. This is David Richter. Now, David is an active real estate investor who has been essential in closing over 850 deals over the last seven years. Those deals include wholesale, turnkey, burst strategy, uh, owner finance, rentals, lease options, and many other. While growing and building a real estate business from five deals a month to over 25 deals a month, he realized that as money was coming into his real estate business, it was going out just as fast. With the unique opportunity of being in every seat as a real estate investor, he found a unique calling in his company's finance seat to help other real estate businesses to see where their business, where their money was going. David has helped real estate companies completely turn around from going out of business to building cash reserves, all by using the Profit First cash flow system. He wrote the book Profit First for Real Estate Investors as a derivative of the original Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. But David's book is specifically tailored for real estate investors, which I'm excited about. David's goal is to completely transform the real estate investing industry when it comes to how real estate investors view their finances. He wants to bring investors true financial clarity and freedom and help every investor stop living from deal to deal. Well, David, welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. 
Oh, well, this is uh, something I was very stoked about. I just stumbled across your book and I go, no, this is great. I mean, a profit first (laughs) approach to real estate investing. And, you know, granted, I think you can read profit first and you can pull the concepts, but there's so many different ways that you get paid in real estate investing that I, I, you know, first, I, I can't wait to get the book, get my hands on the book and be able to really delve into it. But second of all, I think that the concept of, of you know, pulling your profit first is essential to success in, in this industry. And uh, I'm not going to say more about it. I know you're going to talk all about it. But uh, before we jump into the book and the, and the concepts, concepts behind the book, um, I, I'd love to hear your story and, you know, kind of where you came from. How did you get on the finance side? How did you get into real estate and, and eventually, you know, merge those together? Sure. So I started with the book. Uh, rich dad, poor dad in college that a good friend gave to me. So that was definitely the catalyst, like a lot of other real estate investors that got me kicked off. And that opened my eyes to just a different way of thinking. And then I bought a house right away off the MLS. It was a HUD foreclosure property back in 2012. And I I fixed it up and uh, rented it out for a little bit. So cash flowed the property. Actually lived in there for two years. And then after two years, we lease option the property, put a lease option tenant in there where they were paying. This was like super tenant too, paid early. And then six months later, cash me out, you know, with their option agreement. And I'm like, Oh man, I like this real estate thing. You know, I want to do more of it. And it was a really good first experience with that deal. And that's what got me linked up with a company in where I was living outside of Chicago that was doing about five deals a month. And that's where I became a part of that leadership team. And that's where we scaled it to about 25 deals. And I got to sit in a lot of different seats. So like the acquisitions or selling the property, property management, project management, transaction coordination, the finance seat. Like as we were growing this company, there was the opportunity to sit in the different seats and kind of see the business grow overall. And one of the seats I sat in was that finance seat near the end. And that's where uh, if you ever see a picture of me, I look like a typical accountant, but I am, don't have an accounting background or anything. <laughs> um, I am a real estate investor at heart, and that's where we did a lot of deals. We did, I think, over 750 deals while I was there. So it was just a great learning experience. And then I also, you asked me too, like, how did I get into the finance side? I saw finally when I sat in that seat, all those other seats in real estate made sense, like the acquisitions or marketing or the sales or, you know, like the transaction coordination, like all of that made sense now because I could see the money story. I could see it from the beginning to the end and could tell like, okay, from when we market a property to when we sell it or rent it out, this is what happens to, and this is what happens with the cash and how that translates into bottom line profit for the owners and for the leadership team. So that's where I got my crash course. But then we were making like, we were at six, seven figure months sometimes, like from the sales of these properties, but we were spending just that much too. And like that, that part of it kind of blew my mind. Like, why are we doing 300 deals a year and not making any money? And like, so I'm like, we've just built ourselves into our own rat race here at this company. So that's kind of what got me interested, even in looking at that was my first aha moment or light bulb moment of like, why in the world is this happening? And I thought this is probably happening with more than just us. So it got me interested in the finance side and looking at that with other investors too. So that's kind of like a high level overview of how I got into real estate investing and what even got me started at looking at the finances on the real estate investing side. 
That's great. Great story. Um, uh, you know, I, I kind of just assumed you were like a CPA or something at one point. I know that, uh, you know, that uh, for the most part, Michael has a whole team of people, I guess, around the country, right, that are sort of profit first, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, accountants and, and so forth. And, and so it's interesting to hear that you, you didn't come in, you know, directly from that side, which uh, it was interesting because I, you know, I even, I, I, I've been involved in other businesses besides real estate, you know, started them. I've been a part of startup teams and, and, it, and to me, it was always the, the frustration, especially when I was sort of the solo guy, you know, in the business. And, and after you pay all your bills, all of a sudden you're kind of going, okay, well, can I live on $25 for the next month? month um, you know and it's like uh, it was it was always frustrating because I, I was always you know really just hung up on the you know okay, I got to pay everything and I've got to you know do all this stuff first so that I don't get a bad credit rating or what have you and then and then you just at the end you know you're kind of going man how am I going to survive on this so you know I kind of like to hear how you were able to turn that around you know here you got this business that's doing looks like some significant volume but uh, at the same time, you know, how do you pull out of that and get in a part where you're pulling profit first? So here you go. Here's the truth. In that company, I was sitting in the finance seat. So I went to the leadership team and to the owner and said, here's what we need to do to get back to the black and get ourselves out of this situation. And it turns out they didn't want to sell the rentals that I was, you know, telling them, like, hey, we got to get back to we got to get back to the black here. And it turns out that company kind of split apart. Other people went different ways. At that time, I had built a little portfolio. So I sold my portfolio, moved across the country at that time, too. So I don't have like this this victory story with that co- that first company there. It was more like it kind of blew apart uh, because we were going down that rabbit hole and we didn't turn it around with you know, like with what we were going to do and what I had proposed there with the company. And then once I moved outside of there to a different part of the country, I started working with another investor, became a part of his team and, you know, like was like the COO slash CFO of the company. And the first thing I looked at was his numbers was to say, like, I, I don't care what you tell me about your business. You could tell me great things. I only care about the story that the numbers are telling me. So that's where I wanted to dive in there first and see what his numbers were. And uh, they were a mess, just like a lot of investors. They don't know how to hold the bookkeeper accountable, don't know if stuff is going in their right or wrong or whatever to give them the best answers that they need as the owner. So I told him, like, we got to clean this up. So we cleaned it up. And then from there, that investor that I was working with, he was super under leveraged. He had a small portfolio of rental properties and he was super under leveraged with his loans, meaning he, the, what he owed on the properties was like 30% of what they were all worth. So I was like, Hey, now that we know your numbers, like you could take out a lot of your equity here and use it to buy more properties. Or you're always saying like, where's my cash go? I'm like, it's tied up in your property. So he was able to pull cash out and like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he was able to go and buy more properties like right away and do more of the business. And he sat on some of that money too as reserves because he wanted reserves in his business and give himself that peace of mind. And that to me was another light bulb moment because he showed, he told me after that process was done, like this has changed my life. Knowing these numbers, knowing how much I'm spending every month, how much I'm making every month to the penny. And then also knowing like, what my portfolio is worth. Like this has just been mind blowing and life changing and like changed my kids' lives. Like now I'm going to be able to pass on something to them that I have control over and that I know and that I 
deeply am able to control the different you know aspects of my business. So to me, that was kind of like the light bulb moment of, okay, I need to help other people with this as well too, and make sure that I can implement you know what I did there. And that's at that time too, was when I told a mentor of life of mine that I was going to start a new business to help people like I had just helped him get that clarity and you know those light bulb moments in their business. And my mentor said, hey, have you read Profit First? And so I said, at that time, no, this was years ago. He, I said, no, I've never read it. He said, read that book. I think you'll really like it. So I read that book and I'm like, boom, this is it. This is a great framework for the cash flow of the business. So that's where I read Profit First and said, this is that great system for the cash flow and then started implementing it with my own company to other businesses. So that's kind of where I got the taste of how cash flow and how important that is to the business. And just honestly, just knowing the numbers of your business, because your numbers tell your story. Your business is like your big epic saga story here. And it needs to, you need to be able to know what that story is. So that was like the first light bulb moment. Then the second was obviously profit first and the cash flow and knowing how that ties into a real estate investor or business owner, no matter what, because if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting into real estate investing or you are real estate investing, like most owners really don't care about the numbers. They really don't. That's just a fact. They are like, I'm going to not think about it or I'm going to just hand it off to an accountant or to a bookkeeper and I'll let them deal with it and I'll give them a shoebox full of receipts at the end of the year or whatever. And like, but you still have to manage the cash as it comes into your business. So that's why we wanted to add that cash piece because it's so important because no matter what, as the owner, even if you don't ever touch the numbers, like with the bookkeeping or whatnot, which is still a mistake, but if you don't touch that, you're still going to be touching the cash as it runs through your business. So that was kind of the catalyst there too, uh, Bill, of like, where I see that, where I didn't want other companies to make the same mistakes as that first company and basically blow up their team because there weren't, there wasn't that that focus of we got to get out of this hole. And then seeing it actually work with other companies was also the the big light bulb moment of me like, okay, this really works. I need to get this out to other people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, there, I mean, the stats for just new businesses in general are, are, are pretty staggering that most new businesses fail, right? Within the first three to right. five years. And, and I, th and I think that the majority of those, if not all of them, you know, are financial related, you know, they've got maybe a great yep. idea. Maybe they even have incredible customer service, but when it comes to the numbers, they don't have a clue. And, and real estate investing is all about the numbers, right? You know, yep. you, you got to go in, you got to, you know, how do you find a good deal? Well, you, you got to look at the numbers, right? And, and, but finding it isn't just it. And, and, buying it there's you know there is the managing part of it and that part I, I this is where i really like what you're doing is because you're you're not saying okay now you have it now you've got some cash flow coming in um you don't just stop there <laughs> it's and especially and I, I think you hit on it the nail on the head uh, you know if buyers are buying c properties for example um and you don't have a good cash reserve I mean, you're never going to see profit. You're never going to see mm -hmm. it because, yep. you know, the older the building, the, uh, you know, maybe it's not in, you know, the, the, the best part of town, the A and B, you know, houses are located, but it is, um, you know, it's, it's one that's going to require a little bit more. You can still make a great profit. I mean, see, you know, they, they have good numbers, but you know, the, the, the cap rates are, you know, are so high or whatever, because they're, you know, they're, because, you know, you are making a good, a good 
um, you know, income. The problem is, is the expense side is what kills you. And um, and so I, th- I think, you know, zeroing in on that and and being able to, and this is where I want you to maybe zero in on the, on the profit first part of it. Okay, so here it is. You've got this place. You've got, you know, strong cash flow coming in. You did sort of the 1% rule. You've got, you know, 1% of your rent is, you know, equal to, you know, the of the the value of the property and and you've kind of you know at least think you're doing all the rules of thumb there but um at the same time why aren't you making any money you know all of a sudden oh man my my ac unit went out well there goes your profit for the year (laughs) you got to replace the ac unit well that was fun okay i have a whole year's worth of profit gone and you know how how do you apply this to you know the the day-to-day you know and i'm probably you know talk into it you know there's there, we have people that are investing in hundreds of apartment buildings we have people that are investing in you know a handful of single family homes and and then everything in between you know deeds and trusts and and uh, you know all the all the various options short term rentals and things but how do you how do you apply that how, how do you get your profit out when you've got just these overwhelming expenses so the core of profit first there's two big parts to it there's the mindset and then there's a the practical application. So let me tell about the mindset first, because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page where accountants, bookkeepers, people that don't know what they're talking about in business feed us a, a formula. We all love our formulas as real estate investors of sales minus expenses equals profit. Meaning I make a sale, I pay everyone else and their mother, and then I have leftover profit, hopefully at the end of the month, or the end of the quarter, the end of the year, you know, that one-time event that's going to happen. That's where we get trapped into bad habits. We're creating the bad habit that's forcing us to think of profit last and never be able to take a profit. But the profit first formula flips it on its head and says it's sales minus profit equals expenses, meaning I make a sale, I build in my profit first and take it out first. And then what I have left over is the expenses for the business or what I, or my properties or whatnot. So that's, it's a difference in that philosophy and mindset of, I'm not going to just reinvest a hundred percent. I got to make sure I'm actually building a profitable business here and not a nonprofit, you know, like that we're actually making money and not just losing it out the back door because we don't have a system for it. And that's where I feel like some of the other books, like Robert Kiyosaki's books, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or The Richest Man in Babylon, they kind of teach us this philosophy, like pay yourself first, or a portion of all you have is yours to keep. But Profit First takes it a step further to say, here's an actual system to make sure you are capturing it. Because if you have mounting expenses, something needs to change. Like we gotta make a, a drastic change and you know what that drastic change is? It's usually just the, the simple shift in mindset like that. But it is a drastic change in that it gives you drastic results. So what is that? That the practical side of what you asked, Bill, is if you have a bunch of expenses, how can you take your profit first? And it's by implementing the, you know, the actual system where the system is all based on that most investors and business owners have one bank account that all their money goes into all their money comes out of, and it's like tossing a big cash salad, you know, like money goes in and out. You have no idea what that money is or what it's for, or you just hope you have enough to cover the bills that are due. You know, like that's what's most going through most owners and most uh, real estate investors minds. But that creates a bad habit of, okay, you know, like if there's money in there, I can spend it. If there's not a lot of money in there, I'm more frugal. And it's like always that, that up and down 
cash flow cycle where you're like, oh my gosh, just get me off this roller coaster. So that's where the profit first methodology is instead of having that one big bank account and no control over where your money is, split it up into several bank accounts like the envelope system, like Dave Ramsey makes popular, but not, you know, I take that with a grain of salt because, you know, he's not the, he, I don't subscribe to every one of his theories, but Dave Ramsey made that very popular with the envelope method where you split out the money for the different things that you need to pay. Same thing with your business. Instead of having one big bank account, split it up into several smaller bank accounts and have their sole purpose be for the profitability of the company. I call the first three bank accounts you set up the golden trio. The golden trio because I'm a, no, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also like a big movie person. I love like the epic stories like Star Wars or Harry Potter or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely that person mm-hmm. who loves those. And all those movies have three main heroes like Luke Han Leia. They're always making sure the story and uh, that good wins in the end. Well, like I said before, your business is your epic saga. It is your Star Wars. It's the thing that you're going to pass on, those properties that you're going to deed to your children or grandchildren or whomever. That's your legacy. That is your Star Wars. That is, that, that is your epic saga. So you need heroes to make sure that you pass on to them something that's profitable, that you do have something in there that is something that's not just going to be a burden to anyone. So how do you do that? You set up three main accounts. It's called profit, first one. The second one's owner's compensation. And the third one is tax, the owner's tax. So what are those accounts for? Profit is for the reward of having actual profitable company and using a portion of either the rental income or if you have active income, funneling it into that profit account and taking it once a quarter. So that way up to 50% out of that account. So that way you feel like a business owner, like I'm actually making profit and it's not just something my accountant tells me, you know, like this is actual profit in a bank account that's designated for me. The owner's comp is for the work you do in the business, making sure you're paid on a regular basis. So if you're building a rental portfolio, once you get to a certain amount, then you'll probably have enough to pay yourself a regular salary, you know, from there. When you first get started, you might not be able to fully fund these accounts. I'm not going to lie to you and say like, oh, yeah, it'll be great. From your first rental property, you're going to be able to fill up these buckets. If you're just doing the passive side, you might have to slowly start filling those buckets as you grow your portfolio. If you're on the active side, like wholesale or fixing and flipping or retail, you know, like all that stuff, then you might be able to, you know, fill up those buckets or those bank accounts faster. But the owner's comp is for the work you do in the business and to pay yourself on a consistent basis. Owner's taxes, if you owe taxes at the end of the year, you want to be saving for it throughout the year. But the big, the big mindset shift is instead of one bank account where all that money is sitting, now you're splitting out those three accounts to make sure you are profitable. What this is going to do, because your original question, Bill, was what if they have a ton of expenses? Number one, it's going to, sh- to show you if you do have too much expenses and you can't put any in those buckets, that's a big red flag. If you can at least start putting a little bit, though, into those bank accounts, then that's where you're going to get into the habit of making profit on every deal. And you might not be able to do a huge percentage of what you're making into those accounts, but the whole point of the system is to make profit a habit in your business. Your your properties are a business, whether it's on the active or passive side, and you need to treat them as such and make sure that you're becoming profitable and that you're profitable during the whole time. So there's some practical application of how you actually make sure on a deal basis or on a monthly basis with rentals that you're 
funding those accounts and actually creating profitability inside of your business. So it's really setting up that system um, early on, right? Uh, as you, mm, as you're yep. maybe setting your goals. Maybe you've only got one house, and 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 maybe you know your cash flow is only a hundred or two hundred a month, but you have a plan, you know, to acquire ten houses. And um, if you're in that process, and maybe you're working a full time job while you're building it, or whatever it may be, um, you know that by the time you reach, you know, four or five houses, hey, I can actually start drawing income here or um, you know at least you know paying that profit out and so so you, you they they would I would think it would sync together with your goals um, as a as a real estate investor with your with your uh, managing your finances then right setting up exactly. those systems yes exactly because I love what you just said there too is that if they are starting out from the very beginning, and you create a system like this, you can say, okay, I'm only making 100 or $200 a month in cash flow right now. But if you're putting aside only 10% of that, you know, like right now for profit or 30% of that to pay yourself or whatever, then you can see what am I making now? And what is my number to get out of my W-2 job or out of the day-to-day -day or to replace all the expenses? Now you're able to play cash flow because you're going to say, okay, from each rental, I'm going to take 30% and put it in my owner's comp bucket. And when I have 10 rentals, I'll have $3,000 a month or whatever, you know, it's like, or if I have 50 rentals, I'm going to have $10,000 a month or whatever in that bucket that I can call mine. And then you'll be able to walk away. That's where it's going to give you, if you start building that from the beginning, like Bill said, it's going to give you that system and an advantage of seeing, okay, this is how much I want for profit for myself to make sure I have, if I'm going to be paying any taxes, that it goes in this bucket. But I'm making sure that all along the way that I'm going to be able to know what my goals are and reach them and get out of the W-2 job or get out of just, I don't have to work anymore because now my, now my owner's comp bucket exceeds my expenses in my personal life. So that's where there's the real power. And I was just, I was just on a call last night speaking to 100 people via Zoom. And that's where some of them, I had spoken to the same group last year. Some of them went and opened up profit first accounts. And within the time when they heard me last time and last night said, you've saved my business because there were some, you know, like the profit first and your message has saved this my business because there were some months that I didn't bring in anything like either tenants didn't pay or I didn't do a deal or whatnot. But because I had this system in place, I had the reserves, I had those there and I didn't have to stress about it. I've also interviewed other people on my podcast and I'm going to have you on my podcast for sure build where I want to make where I had someone on the profit first REI podcast that said, if I would have started the profit first methodology and system from day one, I would have $5 million more in my account right now wow. because he's a, yeah, because he's a big time real estate investor and has been on profit first for years. But he was like, if I would have just started this from my first deal, it would have built the habit the system for me to have way more in my bank accounts right now. So that's why I'm like, I don't care if you're on deal zero, deal one, deal 10, deal 1000, start it now because you're going to build good habits. You're building habits that wealthy people build. So if you want to build habits like the wealthy and become wealthy, this is a big step towards that direction. Great advice. Great advice. Um, what about for those folks that maybe are not the most financially astute? You know, I mean, there's there's got to have 
there's got to be specific tools that you use. Maybe it's, you know, QuickBooks online yeah. or or maybe it's getting a bookkeeper or, you know, somebody that can help you sort of with that financial part that you may not, it may not be your strength. So number one, I want to say the profit first methodology just deals with cash. You technically don't need a QuickBooks system or a bookkeeper or anything. You just need bank accounts and transferring money between them to make sure that you're filling up your buckets and maybe a spreadsheet if you want to track it. But I want to just make sure that everyone listening, like you don't have to be a finance whiz to start this process, to build those habits. Now, if you are, if you're serious about being a business owner and you, that, and you know that your highest and best use is not being in the finance seat at all, which is 99.9% of owners, then you do. You need a bookkeeper that does the daily transactions. You need some type of software like a QuickBooks Online that, that actually records the transactions for you and you're able to pull up reports. I call something like QuickBooks Online the CRM for your money, just like you might have a CRM to track your deals and to follow up with people and to make sure that you're you know, following up with your, the people that bring you deals. You need that for your money as well, too. You need to follow up where your money's going. Where has it been? Where do I want it to go? You know, like those types of things as well, too. So those are some of the tools. And I recommend QuickBooks Online because it is, it's systematizable and it's auto, you know, it has a bunch of automation, too. So making sure that you're creating systems and processes, that way you're not just, you know, throwing a bunch of money somewhere and you're not getting any return. So those are the things I would implement if you're just getting started out, at least having a good bookkeeper, having the profit first system in place, which that is just mainly for the owner to know where their cash is going. And then a QuickBooks online system. Now, now disclaimer, I do have a fractional CFO service that obviously if you're wanting someone who's a leader on your team, to help you from the financial area, then that's who we bring in to be a part-time CFO, chief financial officer. So instead of paying, you know, $200,000 a year for someone that's high level, that's going to look at your numbers and help you get these systems in place. We have what a fractional CFO is a part-time CFO on, you know, like way less on a, on an annual basis than you would pay a full-time CFO. So that's, if you want high level, someone else to help you implement, the systems processes and people from the financial aspect as well too, which I think was the, the nut that needed to be cracked in the real estate investing world, because a lot of people have bookkeepers and they have CPAs, but they don't speak the same language as the entrepreneur, as the business owner. So that's why I wanted to create simple CFO to have it be very simple for the owner to talk about their finances and actually take actionable advice from, you know, from someone. So there you go. There's my couple tips on who to be on the team and some of the systems that we use and we recommend to people. Great resource. Excellent. Um, I actually like the fact that you kind of came into a lot of this realization even before you read uh, Michael's book, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, then when you saw the book, it just, Oh, boom, you know, it, did, it just, it all clicked. But, um, but what, what kind of mistakes did you make early on? And, and you think maybe, maybe a common mistakes that uh, real estate investors make that uh, really is, is one that, you know, we should all look out for um, that, that, and, and really think about like now, if we're, if we're looking at moving ahead and really being profitable. Yeah. So one thing is having one bank account because I've seen more people lose more sleep because they can't control their finances and they don't have a handle on what money is theirs versus what they have to actually spend to grow the business. So that would be one big mistake. 
that I made at the beginning and my business, you know, like before I had read profit first and all that. So that was one thing is just having that one big bank account that gives you no clarity and no control over the money. Another one, another big one is a lot of just business owners in general, not just real estate investors stick their head in the sand when it comes to their finances of like, I don't even want to mess with that side. I just, I like doing the deals. I like closing them. I like the sales, but I don't like anything to do with the financial side. So I'm just going to stick my head in the sand and hopefully, you know, tax time comes up. I talk to my CPA once a year and then they take care of everything. And I'm just moving on to the next deal. That's another big mistake too, because there is so much power in using your numbers to grow to where you want. You will not be able to get your goals of what you want to get at if you don't know those numbers, if you're not actively building in those habits to get you to those goals and your numbers play a huge part of it because it tells the story of where you are. And you wanna make sure that that story is a good story and not a horror story. Then another, the third mistake I see is people stealing from themselves. Like if you mix business and personal, like there's several different ways to, to, to steal from yourself too. Mixing business and personal and like interchanging those accounts and just transferring back and forth. And, you know, you're basically blowing up why you have an LLC or why you have an actual entity. So like don't steal from yourself in the fact that like you don't want to mess that, you know, those up. Then also stealing from yourself in the fact that like, if you have multiple entities, like if you have passive income, like from rentals and you have got an active portfolio too of like wholesales or fix and flips, like stealing the money between the two companies because like one of the companies isn't performing like the other and you're like a crutch to the other business. Like if you start to actually do other types of real estate investing exit strategies, you don't want to be stealing from yourself from that aspect too. And then if you set up profit first, that's the other thing. You don't want to be stealing from yourself in those accounts. You don't want to say like, oh man, I need money for this deal over here. Or, you know, like, oh shoot, you know, something happened over here. And then you start stealing from yourself. And it's just like the whole point of the system is to create the habits. And we need to figure out different ways of overcoming our obstacles to make sure that we're actually profitable. So those are some of the big ones I see, the three main mistakes and some of the mistakes I made at the beginning that if I would have had right at the beginning would have created a whole lot more equity, profitability, and cash in my bank account. Excellent examples. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of looking at the other side too, what things did you do right early on that you still do today? Uh, as far as just business in general, I work with mentors a lot. Uh, I've got a mentor for my business. I've got key people around me that I go to to be able to uh, get advice from. So I'm always looking for good people either on my team or to work with our team, you know, to guide me because I'm not the end all be all as a real estate investor or business owner. So I think that's one of the things I did right that a lot of people poured into my life. And I was like, this is great stuff because they know way more than I do. And I always want to be learning from them. And then I think another thing that I did right was take action. It wasn't just like, oh, this is a great idea. You know, like maybe I'll implement this. But this was like, no, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, bought a house, you know, and that led to 850 more deals. I started Profit First, and that led to now working with over 100 real estate investing companies and helping their businesses either implement it or helping them with their finances and actually becoming financially free. So it's like that's the other thing that you cannot put a price tag on is actually taking action from what you're listening to. If you go away from listening to this podcast and you don't at least set up one bank account and call it profit, no matter where you are, if you haven't even done your first deal, set up 
one bank account, call it profit and transfer 1%, do something. Get in the habit of becoming profitable and get that in your mindset, bake it in there, and you will do that when you have one deal. Just think about when you're doing your thousandth deal or you have your hundred you know, rental pro properties or units or whatever. It's like, that's the other thing I feel like I did right was I don't just listen, I take action. So if I read a book, what, what am I taking from this book and going to implement in my life? If I, you know, listen to someone, what am I going to take from them and actually implement in my business or, you know, like with my family or whatever. So those are a couple of things that I would say that I was fortunate enough to have good people around me, point me in those directions. And then, you know, I actually take action from it. That's great. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, our audience are our folks, at least our target audience. We have a lot of people listen from all ages, but uh, we really target the folks that are 50 plus that are approaching retirement. Maybe they're working, they're working toward that retirement or they're already retired and they're looking mm -hmm. at real estate investing as a means to either, you know, generate cash flow. They're, they're going to see that there may be a deficit there in their retirement years. Maybe they have a nest egg that they want to maintain and grow and draw from just the, just the profits from, you know, or the, the dividends from, um, uh, and they're looking at real estate as that solution. What, what advice would you have for those folks that are in that, in that place right now? Oh, I would take action. No matter what your age is, no matter where you are, is you're listening to Bill. You, if you've been listening to him, he's probably had a lot of good guests. Bill has a lot of great experience. You're going to learn a lot from people if you start down this road, no matter where you are in your journey. So take action from wherever you are. Like make the calls, make the connections, reach out to a realtor, uh, an investor-friendly realtor. Like do something to actually get a property under contract and start going down this road. I would say if you're wanting to get financial independence, you need to get the deals in, and you're going to make money if you're listening to people like Bill or other people that are, you know, like the marketing and sales and how to get the, de the deals in the door. And then you need the profit first system to keep the money. So that way, if you want to, if you're not in retirement yet or don't have enough money for retirement, have a system to catch the money that comes into your doors, you know, like through your doors. So that's another thing I would say, too, no matter what, that if you have those pieces in place, you will be light years ahead of business owners who are doing two or three million dollars a year but spending two or $3 million a year. So like, make sure that you get this in place. You are getting the deals in the door and then you're keeping the money from the deals that you get in the door. I love it. Well, you've got a lot going on when you're still, it sounds like an active investor. Um, you also have uh, this, this consulting mentoring uh, business as well. Um, what, what's sort of your long-term play and what excites you about the future of your business? So I'm excited that we are. We're helping a lot of business owners from the financial aspect. There's nothing like that to seeing a business owner feel like they're a true business owner. So I uh, did this book, the Profit First book that just came out in December, Profit First for Real Estate Investing, available on Amazon. We're also launching the audio book as well, too, because I know that so many people like to listen to books, just like if you're listening to a podcast right now, uh, you're probably an audiobook reader as well. And then also, we're just growing our business here. We're focused on making sure that we're helping more business owners become true business owners and get true financial freedom because a big part of that is the finances and actually keeping the money. So we're wanting to grow this business and help more people, and that's where we are, and that's what my, my vision is for right now. We want to help 400 people on a monthly basis with what they're doing and that's really the goal that I'm going after. We've got about 30 CFOs on the team right now and just want to keep growing that number because so many people keep coming through our doors that are just like, help us. We need that help to, 
to become truly financially free and out of our own rat race. I love it. And, and, and it's so true. We, I mean, we have a lot of folks that maybe they were engineers all their life and all of a sudden they're going into real estate investing. They, they've never really run a business. And, yep. um, and, and so, you know, to, 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 I like what you're saying is to, you know, to, to, teach these people, hey, you are, you are a business now. And, and this is what businesses need to do. And, and, uh, and to be able to give that kind of guidance, uh, that's, that's just awesome. Wow. Yep. Well, we, we've been zipping by here. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, we have uh, what we call our wrap it up, which is a segment that I ask you a series of quick questions, kind of like a lightning round where you share resources that have been of value to you. And uh, we'll, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Awesome. Sounds good. How about your favorite real estate book? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, that's that's the one that, that's the one I, I always say when I'm asking. Uh, yeah. It's a great, great uh, mindset book more than anything else. It's not that it's exactly. a, a real how-to real estate book, but it is definitely a mindset uh, changer. How about a favorite uh, just general business book? The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Oh, I, I haven't heard of that. That's a great, great, good book. If, if you want to ask yourself better questions as a business owner when you have a difficult situation, read that book. I love it. I love the title. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, it's a great one. How about a, a website that you use that's of value to you on a regular basis with your business? Oh, man, a website that I use on a regular basis that's of value to me. Well, we use Google a lot, like Google Sheets and Google Documents. Like they, you don't need to have this high fancy technology, you know, to be a business owner. I honestly too, with where I am in my business, I'm on my calendar a lot, you know, because now I've got a lot of great people doing a lot of the great things in here. The other one is obviously QuickBooks Online, you know, like where I'm, where I am. So it's kind of where I'm hanging out online Excellent. these days. Excellent. Do you have a favorite app on your phone? Favorite app on my phone, uh, probably the Do Not Disturb. Um, <laughs> besides that, probably my Kindle or audiobook or Audible app. Yeah. I love to read. I'm an Audible freak. Anytime I hop in the car, I get excited because I know I'm going to be yeah. finishing a book or working on it. I love it. Um, how about a favorite quote? Favorite quote, how you do anything is how you do everything. I like it. I like it. And the final one here, and this, and I don't know if you had experience with this or not, but uh, what if you lost absolutely all of your assets, everything, and you had to start over, and I think you have maybe had experience in this, you mentioned a little bit, but, uh, uh, and all you have is $1,000 in cash, you know, knowing what you already know and the people you already know, what would you do with that $1,000 to relaunch your real estate business? <laughs> Probably partner with someone who's doing deals already and just get into the real estate investing game right away of either wholesaling or seller finance things that don't need a lot of money to to get started and i'd use that those sales skills that i've developed over the years of you know making sure that i can i can close deals and whatnot so that would be one way too and or just investing in myself what is the you know like is there a mentor or someone that can help me with where they are or like can i you know buy into what they're doing or get a part of a group or something that i could provide value to so those would be some of the ways that I would jump right back in. Great, great. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening here that want to find out more about what you do, and uh, we're definitely going to have a link to your book. Um, what, uh, what, you know, uh, if people want to look into your services and, and uh, yeah, yeah how, how, what's the best way for folks to reach you? 
Go to simplecfosolutions.com. Simplecfosolutions.com. And if you and there, you can find the link to our book, to our podcast. But on the top right-hand corner, you can schedule a call with our team. It's no obligation. It's just to dive into what are you needing help with around your finances, and do we either have the connection for you, or are we the answer that you need? You know, the the solution for what you're looking for. So it's you go to our website, simplecfosolutions.com. Uh, that's where you can find us and how to work with us. Or if we can connect you to the right people, you can reach out to us as well, too. I love it. That's great. Well, we uh, are called the Old Dogs REI Network here. And because of that, uh, we have our guests close us out with their best old hound dog howl. And uh, I'm sure you've been practicing all week, so you should be be ready on this one. (laughs) So if you are ready, are you ready to close us out with your hound dog howl? Sure, sure, I could do that. You ready for it? You bet. Okay. All right, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. (laughs) All right, David, man, this has been great. Good stuff, man. I I mean, a lot of good stuff here uh, that uh, people can really dig into, and I really appreciate your coming on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Bill, and definitely need to have you on our podcast, too, because you've got – got a wealth of knowledge and i think all the listeners here have someone great to look up to and a great wealth of knowledge here with bill so thank you so much for having me well thank you and i also want to thank all our old dog listeners out there too for joining us i know there's a lot of other things you could be doing right now but the fact that you've taken the time to join us means a lot and we really appreciate it please note everything that david talked about today will be outlined in detail in our show notes at the old dogs website olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog and you're going to look for the episode with david richter well that's the show for today remember cash flow is king and real estate investing the means until next time keep moving forward and may god bless thank you very much for visiting the old dogs rei network we would greatly appreciate if you would stop by itunes and let us know what you think of the show we would love if you could subscribe to the podcast give us a five-star rating and write a review The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.